0: Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning. It's Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM, with Jenna Tobel, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna.
2: Hey, Andy. Good morning.
1: What are we going to cover today on our Good Money Moves topic?
2: Yeah, today we're going to talk about joint accounts. Um, And so a lot of times, you know, if you've been if you're in a long term committed relationship, a lot of times you kind of go, oh, well, maybe we should join our finances.
1: that was kind but, of the automatic in my generation.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. a few Just a few decades ago, people would get married and then they would automatically just go, "Yep, yeah, we gotta join our bank accounts together, blend our financial lives. Um, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because when you get married, you're kind of considered one unit at that point. Um, but things are maybe a little bit different back then. Um, compared to now, even though it really wasn't all that long ago, a lot changes very quickly, right? Um, You know, a lot of times there was only one person working and so there was only that one source of income. So where, you know, then the husband and wife would only use that one income to pay bills and kind of keep the household running, things like that. But it's not necessarily the case so much anymore. Um, Far from it, actually, you know, These days when people decide to get married, they usually often have their own incomes, their own assets already that they're bringing into this relationship that they maybe wouldn't have had at that same point in life, you know, decades ago, whatever it may be. So the kind of their
1: own and their own debts too.
2: Yes. Yeah. Lots. (laughs) Definitely debt. but yeah, and you start to see, you know, especially if you've been married and then divorced and, you know, that kind of plays into factors about whether or not you should even open up a joint account with a with a partner, a spouse, you know, whatever. Um, you can kind of think about things like automobiles, real estate, how do you want all of that to look, you know. Savings account, four hundred and one k's, stocks, IRAs. You know, you just have this plethora of different things that you're bringing into the relationship at different points in your life. And you know, like you said, definitely lots of debts. You know, student loan debt is huge, credit card debt, um, any other loans you have outstanding. You know, that kind of stuff. So it 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 is a different conversation um, for in a lot of households now, and it's one that um, I I you know. I think it's worth having a conversation about today, so oh, its yeah. you know it leads all of that to say you know a lot of couples kind of ask, is getting a joint account, you know married or not worth you know is it a smart financial move for sure. everybody?
1: so you make it sound like our lives were so simple three decades ago
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. we were
1: both work three decades ago, we were both still working, yes, <laughs> and are still working, okay. <laughs> But it is a good topic because even in my generation, I know people who don't have joint accounts. So that discussion Mm -hmm. was taking place 30 years ago as well. But I think it's a lot more commonplace today.
0: Yeah.
1: So what are the reasons the two people would want? Why would you want to have the joint checking account? Yeah. So Marriage is in the horizon or it's already there.
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, the biggest reason that you and your partner, would want to open up a joint check-in account is that it lets both of you really view how your money's being spent right You both have access to the same information to make decisions. Um, so as a result, you know you and your partner, you have to be open with each other about where and how you're spending that money. It, it kind of forces you to be a little bit more accountable to each other in a lot of cases when it comes to your spending which has a lot of benefits, right? You're you're going to have to just be more regular in communication. And that's a good habit for couples to get into. It really forces those conversations. Um, and it also requires you to have a lot of trust in each other, right? And finances, as we've talked about in previous episodes, it's a very important part of the relationship that can also be very difficult for people to talk about. Um, and if your partner knows that you're at least willing to be open with them enough to like share a checking account with them, then they're probably gonna trust you on a lot of other matters too. So it can be a really good you know, opportunity to really just sit down together and review your finances um, as you kind of go through to make this decision of, well, should we get a joint checking account or not, right? It's gonna open
1: up that conversation either way. But Um, you would think that that conversation would be necessary anyway.
2: It is definitely <laughs> a necessary conversation, regardless. Um, but I think it just becomes more apparent of a conversation that you have to have when you decide that you are going to have this joint checking account together, because you have to decide together what the the boundaries of that checking account are and are not. Um, which we'll talk <laughs> a little bit more about later on in the show. But um, you know, I would also say that having a joint account with your significant other also comes in handy when you are creating that family budget, right? So if you and your partner are both relying on this singular check-in account, you'll be able to get a very clear picture about how both of you are bringing in income as well as what you're spending across the board on utilities, personal expenses, entertainment, clothes, you, know, you name it, sure. it's all in that one place, um, which can just be, again, it just builds in that level of transparency to the relationship. Which may or may not cause arguments from time to time. Let's <laughs> not, let's be real about that, right? <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, once you've kind of joined your finances and you've opened this joint checking account and you've been using it, you know, you can easily go back and just kind of create that family budget a little bit more easily because it's all in that one sing- singular place. Um, you know, the other thing I would say is that uh, this is a really good benefit as well. Having that joint account gives, you know you and your significant other easy access to those family finances right so if both you and your partner can use those funds to pay off bills and other expenses think about this too if your partner has a serious injury or even dies you don't have to try to get a hold of their financial information it's already available to you you've already intimately familiar with it hopefully so it can just take a load of stress off if something terrible were to happen to your partner so you're much more easily able to take care of those family expenses in an emergency situation
1: so yeah that that's the part of it for me personally it's a no brainer yeah um and also the the joint ownership of everything as well the house the whatever the vehicles whatever it may be but i also do understand uh, why some people may not wish to go down that road especially if somebody's had a bad experience in the past yeah and they want to maybe hold back a little bit in reserve to protect themselves because Mm -hmm. of something that occurred to them and and i think that's understandable
0: yeah Absolutely. Especially
1: if it's a new relationship or newer relationship mm-hmm. and uh, you still haven't you know, built up that ironclad trust as much as ironclad trust can be there. So
0: yeah, I yeah. can
1: see it's still hard for me to get past it, but I can see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Obviously, we talked about some of the benefits of having this joint account. Are there any drawbacks? I'm listening now because I've always had a joint account, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, there definitely are. And I think some of this is always up a little bit to interpretation based on your own personal experience in life. But, you know, a joint bank account helps partners be open with each other and shows a lot of trust, like we talked about already. Um, But it also means that in some cases, you might feel like you have to give up some of your independence as well. which. This is really important since most people are starting to get married and start families uh, later in life, you know, more a lot. It used to be a lot more common to get married and start families in your 20s. People are starting to kind of um, do that more in their 30s now um, for a variety of different reasons. Um, And so as you get older, you start to have a little bit more independence in your financial life, and it can be a lot harder to meld those things. Um, down the road as you get older. Um, so I would, you know, most people have been managing their own finances, right, for that time. And so as much as you love your spouse, you might not want to have somebody else examining your spending choices that you are, feel very comfortable with, right? So, you know, and that's where kind of you can have those arguments come into play about, well, you've spent X amount of dollars on this fun thing. I want to spend X amount of dollars on this fun thing, you know, so, you, and you can kind of have a little bit of a tug and pull in that scenario. But sure. this, and that's why a lot of times couples might want to have that separate bank account if, again, like you mentioned, if a partner has a lot of debt, too, um, you know, if your partner has a lot of debt that they can't pay off, or they're in a situation where a creditor might garnish money in the account, you definitely wouldn't want your spouse's wages to be garnished for things that you're responsible for, um, you know, and that would include any money that's in a joint account in many cases. So if you keep those accounts separate, a creditor really can't touch your funds. Um, but, you know, a separate account can also protect you if things don't work out, right? So no one no one likes to think about their relationship going bad, especially when if you're just kind of entering the marriage and honeymoon phase of your relationship, right? You don't want to think about it ever ending, especially in a negative way. But it does happen. It's pretty common. Um, and many people whose partners have left and they've left them, and then cleaned out those joint bank accounts so there's definitely I Yeah, I mean that it does happen unfortunately. Um so having having that separate account with your own funds and it does give you some kind of um insurance for lack of a better word um yeah. to protect some of those your your finances.
1: So Yeah. I can see it. Sure. But we'll talk some more about joint accounts or separate accounts. As we continue with Good Money Moves this morning here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
2: I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this thing?
0: And Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Jenna Tobel's here. I'm Andy Brownell and we're talking about joint accounts or keeping separate accounts for people in long-term relationships, marriages mm-hmm. or not marriages. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent the first part of the program talking about the advantages of the joint account and then some of the drawbacks as well. And Jen, I noticed that in each one of these approaches, there are advantages and drawbacks. Are there any other options? I, yeah. I mean, if I look at this and go, ah, I don't like either one of these options, is there something else that might work? Yeah.
2: So I think there is a really good option and we you, you are starting to see it more and more as well, where it's a bit of a blend between the two, right? So it's kind of the third option, I will say. Um, so just because you get a joint bank account with your partner doesn't mean you have to put all of your money into it, right? So some couples will use a joint bank account in place as like a place to kind of hold money for household bills and maybe savings for family goals like we need, family's going to need a new car we want to take a family vacation you know we know we have to pay the mortgage we know we have to pay utilities so each partner Puts a portion of their paychecks into this joint bank account so that there's transparency about what's being spent there and that everyone's on the same page that yes, the mortgage bills did get paid this month. And yes, we are on track to save for our Disney vacation next year. And, you know, those types of things. Um, while then retaining not a smaller portion of that paycheck of yours into your own separate checking account. So you're maintaining a family checking account and then you would each have your own separate accounts where you get to kind of spend your fund money and your own personal savings goals and you can use that, um, you know, to pay off your personal debts that you have, things like that, where then you don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket either way, right? So it just kind of gives you the best of both worlds um, so that you and your partner can really access the account to pay for family finances when you need to. And it lets you be open with your partner about how much you're both contributing to the family household expenses while still letting you retain a level of independence um, and decision-making authority over your own personal expenditures that we all have, right? We all have our habits um, and you're able to kind of manage those in a separate individual banking account.
1: I can see some problems with this. Mm -hmm. Just from experience, most households, it's one person who's more or less in charge of the budget Mm -hmm. and that ensuring everything works out would be difficult if, this I think would require a lot of participation by both members of the partnership.
2: It would and you would have to agree ahead of time what percentages of your paycheck are getting put into the joint bank account and how much you're going to each retain in your own individual accounts for your personal expenditures. And so you still have to go through the budgeting process. You still have to be very open and honest with each other about where the money's going and why right and I would still even though one person may be managing the money right you don't both need to sit there to pay the mortgage bill but you both need to have understanding that it's been paid how much it cost you right and build out that budget together and then check in with each other as things as life shifts and changes you still have to manage that appropriately and have that still have that open and honest communication but having that separate account gives you the um, the ability to still feel like you get a choice over what you want to spend your hard-earned money on while still taking care of the family
1: the other conflict i could see in this situation mm-hmm. it might be in the uh, you know separate accounts as well as if one mm, person in the relationship makes significantly more money or less mm-hmm. money than the other partner yeah. and mm-hmm. the you know i make it i spend it type attitude could come into play and
2: yeah absolutely i mean yeah i don't think there's any one specific right way to do this right it's going to be different based on the family based on the dynamics based on the debts and the assets you're bringing into the relationship or are building into the relationship you know i've seen it too where partners will split their expenses based on a percentage of income right if you both If one spouse makes significantly more, it doesn't make sense to say, well, I should only I'm only paying half the bills, you pay the other half of the bills, you look at it more from a percentage standpoint, 50% of my income is going to go towards paying the bills, 50% of your income is going to go to paying the bills. And then ultimately, you're while the one person may be paying a smaller portion, it's still a sizable amount, that kind of thing. So it's really, you still really do have, regardless of how you manage your funds as a family, whether you have a joint account, whether you keep individual accounts, whether you have this kind of um, middle ground third option, you have to stay in communication always or your finances are gonna get really messy really quickly.
1: And become that contentious issue that- Could be the demise of your relationship.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Absolutely. All right.
1: We're talking again about joint accounts and shared. Well, shared accounts are separate accounts. We better put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the choice between the two and the options, the hybrid option as well. On Good Money Moves, will continue in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Work, the kids' practices, household errands, seems like everything. Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC, AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Taubos here. I'm Andy Brownell. We're talking about joint accounts or separate accounts. So Jenna, I'm thinking about opening the joint account with my partner. How how should I decide whether I should do it or not?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, so the first thing I would suggest is that you make sure that you know what both of your financial situations are in full, like what's the full picture? Um, What's your income? What's your expenses? What debts do you have? What assets are you bringing into the relationship um, and into that account potentially? Um, And really talk with your partner about them and be sure that you know your partner tells you about their financial situation it needs to be very transparent between the both of you so that you can make really good decisions together um you know and if it turns out that you and your partner are on relatively equal mm-hmm. financial ground you might want to think about opening that joint account together right it might make a lot of sense to do that because you know it's it you're equal there's not really a, a negative connotation to doing that for you. And again, this is going to be completely case by case basis and what sure. you and your partner feel is right for you based on the level of independence. You want to feel like you have, um, you know, again, that full financial picture that you're looking at, um, you know, But a lot of times, too, if one of the partners in the relationship is in a worse financial spot than the other, you know, it might make a lot of sense to consider keeping your accounts separate until their financial situation resolves a little bit so that you aren't held accountable for the mistakes that your partners made financially in the past. but I think regardless of what you really decide to do, whether it's one extreme or the other, or some kind of in-between combination, um, the most important thing is to communicate with your partner and talk over the approach that's both gonna make you happy. And remember, just because you decide early on in the marriage that no, we want to keep our accounts separate. Um, It's just easier for us, you know, whatever, it doesn't mean that down the road as your life changes, right, as maybe you add children into your family, or your kids leave, or, you know, whatever the situation might be that you can't change how you manage your finances, right, it might make more sense once you have kids to have that joint account versus when you're just um, the two of you in the relationship, right? So again, just keep talking about it. It's really all about talking about your finances openly and honestly with your partner. Um, you, it, and the more you talk about it, the easier it's gonna be to help kind of understand each other's financial priorities, financial values that you each hold, Um, It'll also kind of help you walk through your differences in approaching finances too, especially if you do this at the very start of your marriage or right before you get married and continue on having those conversations. So really the the question isn't, should we get a joint account or not get a joint account? I think the real question is, what's gonna make communication best between the both of you when it comes to your finances, ultimately?
1: which one will foster communication rather than discourage. And I can see it could go either way, depending Mm -hmm. on the individuals.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about this before in episodes as well. People come into relationships with a lot of financial baggage, and I don't mean debt. I mean, interesting feelings about money and how they manifest those feelings in their spending habits, let's (laughs) say.
1: And some of the key factors I take from this would be um, especially the debt issue. Um, yeah, if mm-hmm. somebody is at risk of defaulting on debt, you just—I would think that would be definitely keep it separate yeah. as a protection measure. Mm-hmm. But then Absolutely. again, you also have to think of having access to funding if, God forbid, something horrible happens. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's the advantage to that. And well. Wow. Mm-hmm. I imagine, yep. <laughs> as you say, talk, 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 talk.
2: Yeah.
1: And get past what it, well, and actually do it well before you get married. Cause, yes. Or really. long before you enter into that long term living together arrangement or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Good information, Jenna, as always. Yeah. And of course, this is a complex situation, as you illustrated, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to be considered. And I imagine you have some ideas of where we could tap into additional resources.
2: Yeah, of course, as always, I encourage our listeners to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Subscribe to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. Uh, You can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, Of course, if you love this show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'd love to know what you think. Um, And if you have a financial topic or a question that you would like covered on this show on Good Money Moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com and I strongly encourage you, of course, to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, if you are thinking about getting a joint account or you're not quite sure how to set up your finances, You know, our team can certainly help walk you through that decision, um, help you take a look at your finances, help you build out that family budget um, so that they can just help you start making good money moves today.
1: I, I can't imagine how valuable that would be to sit down, face-to-face mm-hmm. with somebody and just bring up these issues that we've talked about for the past 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Because a lot of this people, you wouldn't think of it until you actually have the conversation and they go, oh, wait a minute, this is a lot more complex than I thought it was. Yes. And of course, that is at First Alliance Credit Union, uh, federally insured by the NCUA and an equal housing lender. And this has been Good Money Moves. Thanks a lot, Jenna. Thanks, Andy. And we'll chat again next week with more Good Money
0: Moves right here on G-Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Paul Frambley.